4: Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat podcast where we have got so much to discuss in this episode. Of course, Tottenham Hotspur lost 6 1 at St James' Park against Newcastle on Sunday. Stellini was sacked on Monday after just 28 days, four games in charge. Ryan Mason has now taken charge of Tottenham Hotspur. Today, the players have just refunded the 3,200 fans that traveled to Newcastle on Sunday. Chairman Daniel Levy has admitted responsibility. We still have six Premier League games to play and a a European place to play for. And former boss and fans favourite Maurizio Pochettino is now in talk to rivals Chelsea. I have five very special guests to talk about everything Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, Let's start with BBC Breakfast producer Holly Clemens. Holly, lovely to have you back. How are you?
5: Hi Chris, yeah, lovely to be on. I'm always happy to see your face, but um, not happy to talk about the mess of uh, our club at the moment. But you know, I'll always try and bring some positivity.
4: <laughs> yes, yes, that's why you're here. That is why you're here, definitely, Holly. Um, we've also got radio presenter uh, with Dublin Q102, Johnny Bow. Johnny, lovely to have you here for the very first time. How are you?
6: Yeah, love your content, Chris. It's great to be here. And, uh, I, well, I'm going to try and represent some of the Irish fans over here in uh, the Emerald Isle. But, uh, yeah, look, it's it's been a tough old time for many of us fans. Um, we want to try and remain positive as much as we can, but it's, it, we're, we're go- it's going to be difficult. But we'll look for the positives tonight as, as well as dealing with the negatives.
4: We do try, but sometimes it is extremely hard. We have got YouTuber Alex back with us. Alex, it's been a while. How are you?
7: I'm good, I'm good. Um, you know me, Chris. You know me, Chris. <laughs> you know me exactly. You know what I'm like. So um, I'm going to be real tonight. Let's just say that. And um, yeah, that's it. So yeah, let's get going.
4: This is what this show is all about, Alex. You you tell us exactly how you feel. We will we will all you know say exactly how we feel. Uh, Someone who always tells us how he feels is Gary Maloney. He's back with us, of course. Entertainer Gary Maloney. Gary, how are you?
0: I'm all right. I'm. Um, I've calmed down. I'm not as angry as what I was on Sunday. I went from being like in shock, disbelief, angry, to just, <laughs> just to laughing. I've had all the emotions, but I've calmed down now. And um, yeah, like what the guy said earlier, let's try and get some positives out of today. I mean, one positive is it's not raining, so that's something. So.
4: Wow, has it really come to that? We've also got season ticket holder Matt Jones back on the channel. Matt, how are you?
2: Yeah, evening all. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, Chris. Thanks for having me back on. Um, yeah, in the circumstances, not too bad. A bit like Gary, obviously. Um, was angry, obviously, after the weekend, but yeah, a bit of balance now and uh, yeah, looking forward to getting into it.
4: Matt, I want to start the show with you because you were one of the 3,200 fans like me that went up to Newcastle, St James's Park, 4th v 5th in the Premier League. We are going, or meant to be going, for a Champions League spot. After 61 seconds, we were 1-0 down. After 21 minutes, it was
2: 5-0. Talk me through your experience from Sunday. Oh, yeah, I mean... I think, first and foremost, it was unacceptable. That performance was absolutely unacceptable. Um, I I thought the way we set up, I didn't think we looked confident from the get-go. Obviously, it was an odd kind of set-up with the back four. I don't think we got the players, and that was evident to to set up with the back four. But, yeah, worst possible start. Um, 3-0 down, I think, in nine minutes, wasn't it? And the players looked shell-shocked. They didn't look... You know, clear in terms of what their role was, what they were supposed to be doing, very disjointed and um, just no cohesion. And for me, it was it was just a lack of impetus, you know, it was a pedestrian at times. And Newcastle were absolutely up for it. The fans were up for it. It was an intimidating atmosphere. And, you know, I don't, we didn't rise, rise to the occasion, clearly. Um, worst possible start and just absolutely unacceptable. And uh, yeah, I can't recall a time where we've been 5 0 down at half time. Um, just it's just unbelievable um and we need to have a reaction now you know um no surprise with stellini we'll obviously come on to that in, in a bit but that, that had to be done um but worst worst possible start you can imagine and given that like you say if we were to win that game you're then you're really in the mix for top four um really important game just did not turn up uh, at all um and, yeah, bitterly disappointing. Uh, wasn't, you know, didn't expect that. And uh, like you say, for the 3,000 or so travelling fans, it's, um yes, yeah, tough tough one to take. Matt, a lot of people went out of the stadium after 21 minutes. Did you stay to the end? Half-time. Really? It's half-time. Yeah, half-time we left. Yeah. Um, wow. Never, never left that early before. Um, but, yeah, it, it's uh, obviously a long trip. Um, for everyone, and uh, it was a tough one to take. Yeah. So, but it, around where I was, there was there was plenty leaving at three nil, which I just couldn't believe it. You know, at sort of nine ten minute mark, um, yeah. never seen anything like that before.
4: Yeah. Holly, what did you make of uh, the performance on Sunday against Newcastle?
5: <clears throat> well, listen, Chris, I um, I was actually on night shifts. That, at that point and I can say thank god that that game happened while I was asleep is what I say <laughs> because I really didn't miss much and um I got, got a lovely text from my dad saying oh Spurs will cheer you up I googled the score yeah. and um <laughs> Was like because I did I didn't know at first if he was being sarcastic or not. Well, obviously now I know, um, but yeah, absolutely. I was absolutely horrified, um, and then of course I went back into work for my night shift and just got bullied from there on for the rest of the night, uh, which I think I deserved because obviously I was uh, giving it the big one uh, when Arsenal played the other day. Um, so um, yeah. Very disappointing. Obviously, I watched it back um, just because I I, th- I felt like it was just a historical game. If anything, like a, just an example of how not to play football. um But yeah, of course, very disappointed. um It just absolutely gutless from them. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like even now, even though it was great that the fans have been reimbursed for the ticket. It's still, you know, everyone paid for the cost of the travel, um, everything. It was like such a long way for them to go. And to be rewarded with that is just absolutely unforgivable, really. Mm. Um, just they, everybody needs to take accountability, I think. Absolutely everyone. And, and especially the players, to be honest, because they just didn't even try. At one point, I think Hojbjerg laughed. I was like, yeah. it's not funny. Not, there there is nothing funny about it. Like, yeah. there's, absolutely, there's n- like, nothing funny at all about it. So, it's just, just disgusting, really.
4: Alex, let's come to you. We, we all knew that this Newcastle game would be difficult, but to be 5-0 down after 21 minutes is unacceptable.
7: You know David Harris? I was on your yeah. show, and we were arguing. Arguing since, um, what is it, lockdown. And I was defending um, Dyer i am call him Virgil van Dijk because that's what we were calling last season, by the way. Um, Davis, um, Sanchez, yeah? I had to apologise to him because last season, because everyone was going big deal about our players saying, oh, we were so good last season, so good last season, yeah? I said, after we lost that um, conference league, which I, I said, right, because we lost that conference league against that, that team, right which we should have beaten, I couldn't forgive them. Yeah, we have one game a week, and we've got Champions League because Arsenal absolutely bottled it. Absolutely bottled it. Following enough to this season, I was expecting that game. Yeah. Okay, because I'm sorry, people are banging on about getting um, putting put a back back four, right? I knew that was never gonna work because you have got Poro, who's a white yeah. wing back. You got Pirisic, who's not even he's not even a wing back. He's not even he's not even a left back. He's a, he should be up front. And then you got Dyer and Romero. Dyer is no leader, yeah. If you have Romero let's so a John Terry, Romero is not going nowhere. Yeah, he's telling he's telling him and saying to him, he's saying to he's saying to him, if you if you put one foot wrong, mate, I'm telling the, the coach not to play you, and that's it. So I could see this coming all day long. I was just shocked that it came to like 21 minutes, five nil down. That's I'm shocked. I was so shocked. But then at the end of the day, when you put in uh, the assistant manager, which I said on my channel, which I call Mr. Box Office TV, if you really want to know, right? I said it stinks, absolutely stinks putting Salini in charge. And it's now come to pass now, which I've just switched off. I switched off after the the, um, FA Cup, by the way. I, I, I completely switched off. Because I sat there and thought, you should have done better in that FA Cup. We'll get to that another time. But that's what I was saying and that's it. So I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at all. Because as I said before, these players have let ourselves down so many times and that's it. And that's all I need to say. Back to you, Chris. I'm done.
4: It's a good point about the Sheffield United game because I speak to a lot of Spurs fans and I feel that 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 point in the season is the real turning point for a lot of people, um, Mm. you know, being very, very disappointed. Johnny, let's come to you. I saw a couple of your videos online uh, stating, has Christian Stellini gone? Of course, he's gone now, which we'll speak about Mm. in a minute, but give me your thoughts on the Newcastle game.
6: I'm just disillusioned, Chris, like everybody else. I'm just kind of fed up now at this stage, even watching them, because you just know what you're going to get. I've started to watch old videos of Spurs from 2008. (laughs) in 2009 on YouTube. I, I was watching when we beat Wigan 9-1, uh, if anyone remembers that game. Uh, yeah. It, it yeah. may have been uh, Mil- M- Bronk or there were some decent players, but we were attacking. It was going forward. Now, we didn't have a great season, but we were attacking going forward, and it was all there was a lot of flair in the play that we had. Like Danny Rose and Aaron Lennon, they were always going forward. And when you watch it now, it's just not the Spurs' DNA. And if you go back to when Nuno Espirito Santo was hired, he talked, I remember sitting on the bench outside uh, doing an interview and he was saying, I'm going to bring <laughs> back DNA if everyone remembers that. And I thought, this is great. Kind of a, a managers doing well at Wolves. Could, this could be this. This could be the guy who could win. That was just the same old thing. And then Mourinho, just negative tactics and, and Conte negative tactics. But the, the one thing about the game at the weekend was it was the effort that was poor. It was really poor. They just gave up. They literally just collapsed. And I, I, if I was a manager or a coach in there, I just wouldn't tolerate that. And they'd get it from me, you know, but they're probably been getting it all the time and it doesn't seem to make any difference. They've been getting, you know, given out to in the dressing room at halftime. We've seen the Amazon documentary, Mourinho's there, all the shouting. It hasn't made any difference. And they're the same players. They're pretty much the same players. But when Kulisewski came in the very first time, look how great he was playing. And it's almost like the misery Or the negativity around the club has sort of soaked out all the goodness from him. He's just not the player he was when he arrived. I wonder, are there people in there who are negative and are spreading a virus of negativity in that club? Because I wouldn't tolerate it. I think that has to be ousted out of there. People need to be positive now. This is a great club. That it, it can go get really go places, and it's not about winning a trophy at the moment, it's about playing well, playing with the DNA of flair, and, and going forward and attacking. And if we lost by four at the weekend to Newcastle, we lose by four, but at least we went down attacking and going for it. <clears> but that that's six one, it was it was just sad, and I don't blame your guests leaving at halftime. I mean, it, 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 that that's where we're, that's where we are at the moment, and it's kind yeah. of sad, It really, is. But that's it's the worst I've seen them play, and I've seen some poor performances over the last thirty years. I started watching when Steve Yar St, uh, St, uh, was playing. That's when I started watching them, and he was. They, he went to Barcelona. These these were guys with flair. It was all about flair. Now it's not like that. That's gone. That's not it. It's not in the Spurs DNA now.
4: Johnny, were you surprised that Stellini stayed when Antonio Conte left? Because it just seemed a really strange decision to do that. You know, with backroom staff, uh, assistant managers
6: staying on after the manager has left. Well, look at, look at, look at uh, Antonio Conte. He couldn't get out of there quick enough. He was on a Ryanair flight. Now, sure, with all the money in the bank he has, he could have got a nice airline to fly himself back to Milan. But he chose to get the hell out of there. He couldn't wait to get out. But really, Stellini should have been sitting beside him in row 2B. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's, they should have all been on that plane. And, and then give it to Ryan Mason or even bring in Harry Redknapp just to the end of the season. And Harry would be positive with them and he'd have them going forward attacking. We probably would have won that game against Newcastle had Harry been there. And I know people will complain, to, oh, look, we've been there. Harry's been... He just has, he's just a positive guy. And he has that sort of, you can go forward, son. You can actually, you're free to play. You're free to play, Sonny. Go forward and attack. But they haven't been allowed to do that. And that's why Son's form has gone off. Ever since Richardson arrived, Son went downhill. But um, you can see that he's not free to play. And so that has to change as well. But, but Stellini should have been on the plane and all the other coaches really should have been gone. I don't know. That's poor management That's to allow that to happen. So Daniel Levy has to take responsibility on that. And I don't want to knock him all the time. I don't want to knock Daniel Levy. It's easy to knock him all the time. I'd love nothing more than to see us win a trophy and for the players to look up to him in the, in the, in the stands and see him smiling down thank god we won one you know with him there i, I i'd like to see that happen cuz i don't want to think that he, he doesn't you know he's just all about the money he he does want us to succeed i have to look at the positive he does want us just not happening and so if it keeps going this way maybe it is time to step down and let someone else take over uh, and 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 there's nothing wrong with that that happens in business all the time people move on and uh, if that if that's the case daniel should maybe step aside but you know i'd love i'd love us to i'd love us to win with him here because he's been here so long Um, and we're all a team at the end of the day even though we all fall out sometimes over the performances I think we all want to see success on the pitch and I'm sure Daniel would like to see that too but it is frustrating what's going on and you just feel like banging your head off the wall you don't know what's going to happen but some of the decisions have been very dubious from the management That's
4: yeah Gary let's come to you let's get your thoughts on the Newcastle game
0: yeah, well, we've spoke we've spoke in length on the phone, haven't we, and stuff. Um, I wasn't surprised. I predicted it. I knew we was going to get absolutely hammered and embarrassed. Um, it's been on the cards all season. Let's not forget we got embarrassed at Leicester. You know, they were free up half-time. We lost that 4-1. Um, mm. They're fighting relegation. So, you know, and even the games we've won, we've been poor. Brighton, we got away with one. I remember being at home to West Ham. It was a terrible display. We We got the points. Chelsea, again, wasn't convincing. We've been like it all season. So I knew when we went up there, I knew we was going to get absolutely hammered. Did I think we'd be five down after 21 minutes? No. But it went from sort of like a lot of the fans. I was in disbelief. I mean, I was at home watching on the and I was laughing. I was angry. At three down, I went out in the car, came back, we were five down. But I wasn't surprised. I was expecting it. Um, and you can say the manager, the players, the formation... But all season, these players have just not been good enough, Chris. And, you know, Mourinho said it, you know, different managers, same players. I mean, what I don't like at the moment is we're starting to be a little bit like them down the road with the fans. And, and I don't like to see that because I would always say that the Spurs support and fans have always been a lot better than them down the road. We've been always had a lot more class. But unfortunately, because the club, the team, the players putting Ryan Mason in charge now, leaving Stellini there, it's turning the club toxic. What I don't like to see is stuff on social media. And, you know, you hear talks about fans falling out of each other. There's fights. And, and I mean, we're better than that. It's it's a tough time at the moment. I get that. But we've got to try and stick together as fans. And, you know, like Johnny said, I've been doing the same. I've been looking at old games. You know, my my time was around, you know, the 91 semi-final Gaza free kick waddle, hoddle. And, you know, it's sad that you have to go back that far to really appreciate your team and the players. Yeah. And and look, all we want, like what you said, uh, Johnny, as well, when you touched on Harry Redknapp, I think a lot of fans were calling for Harry, Harry Redknapp. Why we didn't bring Potch back? Why we didn't bring in a Harry Redknapp or, or someone to the end of the season? Why on earth would you sack Conte, leave Stellini in charge and now put Ryan Mason back? I mean, it's just going to be like, Shadows before in the final when he played his mate Winks and he's just a kid. He's like a teaching assistant. It's, it's just silly. But going back to Newcastle, I was surprised with the end result, but I wasn't surprised with the players. Um, Holly touched on it with Hojberg laughing. I thought changing shirts at full time. I mean, if you're a Newcastle player, great. You know, you, you can keep the shirt when you absolutely embarrass Tottenham. But why on earth would you be swapping your Spurs shirt? When you've been hammered 6-1, it's just, honestly, it just doesn't bear thinking. But look, you know, that was Sunday. Uh, we've moved on from there now. We've got to keep the positives. We wanted a reaction. Yes, so far, Kate, they've refunded the fans. Great. An away ticket, let's, let's bear in mind. Not a home ticket because we know they're a lot more expensive. What about the guys that have flown over from Dublin, Belfast? What about the people that have booked up hotels, you know? I mean, it's a gesture. Stolini was always going to be sacked the next day. Yes, that's great as well. But now we're back with Ryan Mason. I mean, a lot more has to change and a lot more has to be done. But we can't turn on each other. That's one thing we cannot do as a fan base is turn on each other because we're too good for that. We're not like Woolwich down the road. So we need to remember that.
4: There are a lot of very different opinions, though, uh, Gary, at the moment. You know, a lot of fans yeah. are seeing Pochettino's name. You've got a lot of fans saying that we don't want him back. um you know managers um lots of things happening at the club everyone has a different opinion but as Mm -hmm. i said before i think that everyone should respect everyone's opinion because we all do want the same thing we want success matt let's come to you um now uh the players have refunded the 3209 fans who made the trip to newcastle um the announcement um, stated um, as a squad we understand your frustration and your anger we appreciate your support home and away and with this in mind we would like to reimburse fans for the cost of their match ticket now because you were one of the guys that went up to Newcastle how are you feeling about this getting a, a 30 pound
2: refund for your ticket I think it was the very least they could do Chris if I'm honest Um I think even I think uh, Johnny when you're touching on Wigan when they lost nine one to us at uh, White Hart Lane I think you know Wigan immediately refunded the next day their fans and yeah I think it was the least they could do um, you know it's, it's a day out for everyone of every, your every time uh, for myself you know pretty thick end of me ten hours in the car um, so yeah I think it's the least they could do um, in, in the circumstances um, it, was, like, it was just an unacceptable performance. Um, So, yeah, it's good. I think it's a step in the right direction, at least. It's what you'd expect. You know, they've acted quickly, which is, you know, something um, at the very least they could do.
4: Ollie, let's come to you, because, of course, um, on Monday, uh, there were talks being held Monday morning about whether Stellini should leave the football club. And then there was an announcement by Spurs and Daniel Levy. Sunday's performance against Newcastle was wholly unacceptable. It was devastating to see. Uh, Christian will leave his current role along with his coaching staff. Ryan Mason will take over uh, head coach duties with immediate effect. Ryan knows the club and the players well. I met uh, with the player committee today. The squad is determined to pull together to ensure the strongest possible finish to the season. Were you surprised that Stellini was let go and Ryan Mason's taken charge?
5: I wasn't surprised that um, Stellini was was let go. I mean, there was absolutely no way he could stay after that. Like, I mean, I, I'm in complete agreement um, that he should have left when Conte left. Um, it is just... Um, he, he I mean, he, he, he should be embarrassed at, at, at that, um, at how they performed under his leadership. Um, so yeah I mean absolutely get him out like no other option in my opinion but having Ryan Mason I was surprised at that because um, as Gary said you know he's just not experienced enough in my opinion to, to like take us to the end of the season we've still got a lot of important games left um, um, and you know they, they say that you know they're going to put all their efforts into us having a stronger possible finish we could have to the season. Well I believe that when I see it to be honest. Um I don't know if Ryan Mason fills me me with a lot of confidence. Um but at this point I don't know who will. Uh, <laughs> so it's like what what could what what can we do? Um and yeah, like I know the fans are constantly singing for Poch but um you know, is he going to, you know, is he going to do a Saul Campbell and go to a rival club? Uh, <laughs> like I'm sure we'll move on to that. But, um, yeah, I think we don't, I don't think we need Ryan Mason. I think we need a miracle, to be honest. <laughs> yeah.
4: Holly, h- h- how do you feel um, knowing that Pochettino is now in talks with Chelsea? Advanced talks, I might add. Honestly,
5: honestly. If he goes to Chelsea, I tell you, he's a brave man because he is going to get absolutely rinsed for the rest of his life. Like, I mean, is it is it going to be worth it? No, like you know, as I mentioned, Sol Campbell, like bloke can't even go down the shop for a pint of milk without uh, getting absolutely harassed, probably by Spurs fans singing that song. And it's just like it's an absolute <laughs> Gary pointing to himself. Is it you, Gary? Is it you? Yeah. <laughs> you start start the song. Yeah.
0: I'll never <laughs> um, forgive him
5: no 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 and and chelsea i just like it's seriously it it like it actually will hurt my feelings if he if he goes to chelsea like i'm sure he doesn't care about that but it actually will hurt it will it will physically hurt me if he goes to chelsea it it really will um and also it'll be another kick in the teeth for us spurs fans after mm. we've been singing his name at games lately it'll be a uh, a real crying shame
4: alex do you want Pochettino back
7: Um, I said on my channel, I did want him back. Um, I I don't like this whole thing about, oh, you need to get over him. Well, Daniel Levy hasn't given us a reason to not get over him. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. Because since, since Pochettino got sacked, what have we done? What have we actually done? And what has he actually done to actually get us to someone over what Pochettino did to actually let us get over it? Because I get the analogy about, um, um, not having an ex-girlfriend. Well, that's personal. So that's absolute nonsense. You know what I mean? Because I can't do nothing about the fact that he's bought he bought in Mourinho, didn't listen to him, sacked him. Um, brought in Nuno, which was absolute nonsense, but we don't want to go there about Pratt, he wasn't cooking, by the way. Um, and then um, and then um we bought in Conte, who we did we did it our way, but don't want to listen to him, and then we sacked him. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's no logic. The fact is. And um, uh, what did I say to you? My first interview, you, Chris, uh, on your show, my first fan cam with you, yet, yeah, mate. That uh, it's on your on your channel, yeah. I said to you, it was the biggest mistake, to sat Pochettino, and look yeah. what's happened. I yeah. I got I got I got it in. The, I got people having a go at me, saying I'm an Arsenal fan, yeah, telling me I'm an Arsenal fan, yeah, and now we got all fans now singing his name. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be in charge of Tottenham. The fact is, we need to start all over again, refresh, and that's it. Kane needs to leave, and I've, I've said it already. I've said it on my channel already. He's a loser, loser in terms of not winning any trophies. He makes us. He makes us. He makes our team from a mid-table team to a, a, a top-four team without Harry Kane. And I've said it, even with the stats back me up. Yeah, without Harry Kane, this season would be mid-table mid-table this season yeah uh, even worse so I mean this, it, it, you, you, you couldn't really make it up at the end of the day you know what I mean so and I've been at every, I've been at most games this season and last season as well and I've seen it myself because you know it, it's almost Harry Kane's not in our team we've just got no creation whatsoever and that's it and I'm sorry I'm I'm going to be very honest and that's it and that's it really Really Alex, just,
4: Alex, just very quickly, um, the Ryan Mason appointment. Are you surprised? Because of course, when Jose Mourinho was sacked six days before the cup final a couple of years ago, he took charge for those remaining matches, and now it looks like you've done it again.
7: I, I don't like it. It stinks. It, for me, it's given me it's given me um, chills of that season when we had that summer when we had seventy two days without a manager, and I think mm-hmm. it's gonna I think it's gonna get to that point because. If you had a, a plan of what you wanted to do, and I think he knows what he needs to do, um, Daniel Levy, but I think he, he's so wanting in Champions League football that I don't think he's really realising that the team just needs to be refreshed because these players can get us relegated. Without Harry Kane, they can get us relegated. And I'm serious because you don't lose against Sheffield United, Leicester City, draw against Southampton, Right. Yeah. And do the things that we've done last season as well. And you just don't do that. Top teams, top teams do not do that. I'm sorry. I, I, just, I just can't. You know, the fact is, someone just mentioned it as well already. What was the last time Tottenham were actually relevant? And I've done my history books. I've done my research. When it was Keith Birkinshaw and Bill Nicholson. Yeah? That's the only time you can actually really learn about Tottenham Hotspur. When we were actually decent and actually played the football that we should be playing right now. Since we've gone away from that, we've been doing absolutely nothing. The only thing that looked good was Martin Yole, who we're lucky to get him in. Um, who else is there? Um, Harry Redknapp, who we got him in to save us from relegation, and he did wonders for us. And then Pochettino, who I want to thank the boss. So work that one out. You know what I mean? So for me, You know, I think that's the only way forward for us is to get back to what we should be doing and that's it and then move on from there and get an identity and that's it. Maybe learn from Brighton because Brighton are doing something at the moment and I've got more respect for them right now than us at the moment and that's it. Sorry, Chris, but I'm going to be honest and that's it. That's all I can say.
4: Johnny, um, Alex touched on it there about bad decisions at board level um, and, and throughout the club because since Pochettino was sacked in 2019, Um, Of course, Jose Mourinho came in. He was then sacked six days before a cup final. We then waited 72 days for a manager, uh, like Alex just mentioned. Nuno Espirito Santo come in. That didn't work out. Uh, The Manchester United game, um, the fans were then singing, you don't know what you're doing. He was then sacked. Uh, Antonio Conte come in. That hasn't worked out. Now, we have to learn from some of these errors and mistakes and bad decisions. Surely we cannot wait Another 72 days for a new manager to
2: be appointed.
6: No, and it certainly looks like it's heading that way. I mean, look at even with Paratici and the way that was handled. Like, as soon as those allegations were made, I would have just parted company with him. But he kept him on, kept him on. And I just felt very uncomfortable about it. And the guy's now had a worldwide ban. I mean, and he was still, he put out a video uh, just (laughs) before. Do you remember remember he put out that video the, the day before? Yeah. Judgmenters. I mean it's just it's very bizarre what's going And then Ryan Mason is is Daniel's pal. That's why he's getting the job. Let's be honest about it. He's getting that because he gets on well with him. And that's fine. But he, he's given it to him for all the wrong reasons. He has to he, sometimes you have to go against what you'd normally do. But Daniel doesn't do that. He just goes with what he thinks is right and it's what he thinks is right. But he's probably not getting good advice in, in where he is. So maybe he needs to sack the people who are giving him advice, or he won't listen to it. But we, we, we need to now go with somebody who, who plays attacking f- football. I mean, you look at, look at Pep Guardiola, anyone that's worked under him, Vincent Company or Mikel Arteta, they're all playing that nice football and all those teams, anyone that's worked with him is doing well as a manager. Um, so maybe we need to start looking for somebody. I wasn't a big fan of Vincent Company. Maybe, maybe we just need to give him a chance. How, how bad can it get? I mean, it can't get any worse. And uh, maybe we just got to give this guy a shot. M- maybe our success will come from somebody who we least expect to give us that success. We- we're we ruining the reputation of these fine managers to come here, Antonio Conte. We're tarnishing mm-hmm. their reputation, their great reputations. They come here and then they just fail and then they go off like, and then they have success with Rome or whatever. I mean, it's just, but, but maybe we just need to go with somebody, not Graham Potter, I just don't think that's right. And somebody mentioned... Um, Um, Our former manager coming back. I just don't know what to do. I just, I wasn't really feeling that one to be honest. I think Vincent Company, um, or if you take in Brendan Rogers, you've got to support him though financially. You've got to get him in the players he wants. But Daniel Levy will will buy James Madison without uh, the new manager's approval, and then he'll say just mould him into the team when you start. You know, without saying to the manager, you know, do you do you think? Buying James Madison is a good move for us. So Daniel has to take a lot of responsibility for where we are. He has to take at least 50% of it. The players themselves also have to look at themselves. But there's been some terrible decisions at board level over the last 20 years. And you just have to look at Lord Sugar and some of his tweets. Now, he brought in Klinsman. Yeah. These previous owners... like. Like he had like he went and got Jürgen Klinsman and look at look look at the joy it brought everybody, his dive that he did. I mean, I, that's why I've been reminiscing. I shouldn't be reminiscing. I'll have to stop reminiscing, I have to start thinking of the of the present and the future. But this is more back. I, I mean, I'm looking at old Steve Archibald and Ricky Villa videos. I mean it's I shouldn't be. And then the person's coming in my wife's coming into the room going, What are you looking at that for? Like that's from two thousand and eight and all that sort of stuff. So, Okay, I need to get back into reality. But but that's I'm just so disillusioned with it. I'm so I'm so tired. I want to look at the way we played before. Um, so if Vincent Company can do that, bring him in, bring him in, pay him, get him in here, and see what he can do. But it, 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 as somebody mentioned earlier, it's time for Harry Kane to move on. I think I think he's he's been a great servant of the club. It's time for him to move on and and maybe have success somewhere else. And I wish him all the best. Um, and we get eighty million sterling for for him. Um, and try and buy some decent players and rebuild the team, as somebody else said. There, we need to rebuild the team, and maybe with uh, Vince. I think it's maybe time also for Ryan Ryan Mason maybe to move on somewhere. I don't know. I th- I think it just reminds me of all that na- all that misery I've seen over the last few years. he's just part of that that gang that have been there. I think it's just time to move on. With somebody new, just take a chance on someone new. And if it's Brendan Rogers or Vincent Company, but if it's Brendan Rogers, we've got to support him financially, and you know that's not going to happen. If it's Vincent Company, he might be able to work magic with what's there. I don't know.
1: We'll,
6: we'll wait and see what happens.
4: Gary, let's come to you. Ryan Mason, um, just before we went live, um, put out the following statement. It's a privilege to manage this great football club. I'm ready for the challenge. I know what it means to represent the club. I've never taken for granted the connection I have with our incredible fans and will work relentlessly with the players and staff to ensure a collective um, uh, sorry, that uh, as I continue to fight for the badge at all times. Uh, time to prepare and focus and put all of our energy into Thursday's game. How would you describe Ryan Mason's time at the club when he took over from Jose Mourinho? Because I think it would be fair to say he'd done a fairly decent job. He got us into the Europa Conference League, which I know a lot of people
0: <laughs>
6: probably <laughs> didn't want. To be honest, want.
0: Chris, to be honest, when you read that statement... It- Yeah, it's just like watching paint dry. I mean, Ryan Mason, I'm sure he's a lovely fella, but it's just, it's all wrong, mate, honestly. Like, just get him out. We don't need Ryan Mason. We did that before. And look how we performed in the Carabao Cup final. I mean, he's playing his mate Winks. It's just, it's like what Johnny said. It's just going back. It's going over old stuff. And it's not going right back, Johnny, because like you, I relate to you. I've been watching like, you know, the the semi-final and the cup final of 91. I do that. I watch them big results and stuff because that's what you've got to go back to. But listen, going back to Ryan Mason, you know, he came in as like teacher assistant for us and done nothing at the end of the day. It's pointless. It's absolutely pointless. And again, I go back to what Johnny said. He's right. We don't need another big manager now, but we certainly don't need Ryan Mason coming in charge at the end of the season because we're not going to get anything with that. We're not get- Do you think when we play Man United on Thursday because we've got Ryan Mason there, all of a sudden them players are going to come out and play like Messi and we're going to get a win? We're just going to lose that game. You know, like, that's what we needed to do. We needed to either get Potch back. And, Chris, you know, I'm, I'm not a big Potch fan, right? Never have been. You know, I won't forgive him for dropping uh, Mora in the uh, final. That's my opinion. Everyone's got an opinion. But for me, you don't play Kane in the final. You play Mora, we win it. That's the end of it. But everyone's got an opinion. But what I will say is you cannot put Ryan Mason back in charge with these last remaining games because we're going to scrape maybe one win out of them. We're going to get turned over by Man United and we're going to lose the other games, not beating Villa. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Get Stellini should have gone with Conte gone. OK, you've made the mistake. You've kept them on. But now you're doing what you did before when you got rid of Mourinho. It's just silly, Chris. It's like after a defeat on Saturday or Sunday and then you see the training videos on Monday. We all get them. Here we go. You know, focus. Louise comes out after refusing to go on the second half and says, you know maybe the player should apologise and, and and lie that he's injured. Our captain, you know, who's a goalkeeper, like the whole thing stinks. Louis should have been gone three, four years ago. Get rid of these people. It's Enough is enough. It's just ridiculous, mate, honestly. Matt, what do you make
4: of the appointment of Ryan Mason? Because um, I'm with Holly on this one. I think Stellini 100% had to go after that Newcastle game in the way that he got it so wrong. And when you think of the four games that he took charge of, the 1-1 draw at um, Everton, um, the, the win against Brighton, very fortunate with VAR decisions. Um, and then, of course, last weekend, the, the Bournemouth defeat at home and then the Newcastle game. When you look at those four games, Stellini had to go. But in your opinion, did Spurs get it right? Have they got it right uh, by putting Mason in charge now?
2: I think we take a step back on. Um, I think it was odd in the first place with Stellini, as we've already touched. On. I think Gary alluded to. It, you know, it was odd to have brought Stellini in when we did. Um, was it ten cup finals as it was being branded? Okay. I, it proves to me there's been a lack of plan. Clearly, you know, why did they? If they want Pochettino or whoever was available, we should have bought them in for those last ten games um, and do your best to bring in the manager that you want because it gives them a couple of months to obviously review the squad um, in preparation for next season. Obviously, we brought Stellini in. I think that was probably more, was it for cost? Was it minimal disruption, the easy option? Who knows? But it wasn't the right decision, we've been proven right on that. And now, obviously, with Mason, it wouldn't have been my choice. But where do you go with six games to go, I guess? Um, and I think the fact that they brought him in, I think it would have been welcome to perhaps had some senior people around him as well, perhaps some of the senior players. You know, obviously, got Leslie King around the club. Jermaine Defoe. Um, We spoke about Harry Redknapp, you know, who's got years and years of experience, could have given, you know, given the club a bit of a lift with these six games left to go. But um, yeah, it wouldn't have been my choice, but we are where we are now. And, you know, you've got to see a reaction of some sorts. I don't think we're going to see much come Thursday. You know, he's only had a couple of days to obviously work with the players. Um, But yeah, I think it just all comes back to the lack of planning. It's, It's been, you know, years of mismanagement for me. Um, and control, you know, Daniel Levy has to have the control and it's coming home to roost now. Um, and it needs wholesale change, it really does this summer. And they need to make sure they get this appointment right. We've said it so many times, so many times that they have got to get this right this time around. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just a really kind of it's on reflect. This season has been dreadful, you would never have thought it would have panned out the way it has, given where we were 12 months ago. Under Conte, um, playing some good football, then obviously he broke back into the top four, and this season's it's just it's just been dreadful, um, and it's been kind of poor decision after poor decision, and for me, it's just, it's just a lack of plan. It's a lack of a plan. Um, it's it's just been poor, it really. has. Holly,
4: what do the board need to do to get the fans back on site, um, or is that a silly question? Because I feel now. They are really at breaking point. A lot of fans are really at breaking point now. A lot of fans have had enough. Even the the very patient ones have now had enough. Uh, We seem to be getting uh, more chance of Daniel Levy out in the stands than fans singing glory, glory Tottenham Hotspur.
5: (laughs) Um, I think what the board needs to do, is stop making stupid financial decisions and trying to get big stars to perform and trying to make the stadium great. They need to try and focus on actually playing some great football. Um, if maybe they paid more attention to the actual football, um, then um, trying to get an F1 track, um, trying to get big events there. Then maybe, maybe we start to see some success. We need to remember that we are a football club, not just a, a stadium to have big concerts. I feel like their heart is not in the right place anymore. Um we're a great football club, but we could be greater. Like there's so there's so much more to us than we've got at the moment. We've not we're not playing with any heart, we're not playing with any guts at all, any desire. Um, and it is it's incredibly disappointing. You know, you see the players walk out, and long before New the loss to Newcastle, actually, you see them you see them walk out, and they they look miserable. They look yeah, absolutely yeah. miserable. They don't. I don't think any of them actually want to be there. I don't think any of them are, are happy to play for Spurs. I, I don't think any of them are anymore. I think, like someone mentioned earlier, there's something going on, some kind of there's someone that's making them miserable or uh, maybe a few people or, or a few things, but they're, they're not happy at all. Not happy. Uh, and maybe, maybe it is the board. Maybe it's them, you know, maybe it's, maybe it is them. Maybe we just literally need a fresh start and, and all these people need to be weeded out. Maybe. I don't know, but they're not, they're not making the right decisions in my opinion at the moment. Um, you know, and it doesn't fill any of us fans with confidence when they, you know, <laughs> we now get the assistant's assistant. Like, <laughs> they can't make one right decision. Like, <sighs> like every decision they make, every time I see a club statement, I think, oh, God, what now? <laughs> what are you going to do now? What more? What more are you going to do? Like, make a decision. Make, think it through. I don't feel like they seem to think anything through. It's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. What are they gonna do next? Get me in as a manager? <laughs> <laughs> what are they gonna do? I don't know. It's just like it's just like what what whatever next?
4: <laughs> Alex, for you um with the board and Daniel Levy, is it all about spending more money? Is that what you want to see?
7: All I need to say is Brighton and Leicester City. I don't need to say anymore. You know what I mean? I don't, I, don't, I don't need to say anymore. You don't need to spend a lot of money because Brighton, Brighton don't spend a lot of money. Look what they're doing. You know what I mean. And then you've got Leicester City, who won trophies, bought in Tillemans, bought in lots of decent players for no money. Madison as well. You know, I'm sorry. I think it's it's down to recruitment, and that's it. I think, um, I think recruitment. I think the whole identity of the club. What is a Spurs player now these days? Can someone tell me? Because I don't know what a Spurs player is now these days. I've, I've got no jump. idea. I've got absolutely no idea. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, you know, since, um, since, since that youth guy, the, the youth, uh, and I can't remember his name now, it's just, it's just escaped me. He, um, the youth has, has not been great either. Um, that, that's not been great as well. I just think the identity of the club has just been a mess. We've been chasing success. Since we sat Pochettino, we've been trying to chase success. We've been trying to chase trying to get trophies out of the squad every single time I'll be more happy if we admit that we't we, we need to just take a, a step back, refresh, um, have a plan of what we want to do, bring in the manager. I think it's going to end up being someone underwhelming um, like Brendan Rodgers, because I think it, it's, it's just it's heading that way for me um and we just need to just step back and start looking at and planning what we're going to do and start from the top down. And that's it. Um, I don't like the fact that um, we're waiting for this um, uh, for Scott Munn to start as well. I, I think that's a mess as well for me. Um, so I think you need to be doing things now for me. Because um, in the summer, it's not enough time. There's not enough time. And the fact that we're starting to sign um, new contracts with um, Dyer... And Langley who i'm sorry i'm not i'm not I, I think he's okay I think he's okay you know what I mean um but I, I wouldn't sign him that's two foreign players you've got in the squad now so you've added to your foreign quota already so I don't really see the point of that um but yeah i just i don't, I don't know Chris I really don't know really for me but i, I that that for me positive positive i just want good attacking football that's what I want now you know, I want good attacking football. And I think I want chemistry as well. I don't think you need to get with these players anymore. The chemistry that you had, what you see with Arsenal at the moment, you see them all, you know, uh, high-fiving. You used to see that with Pochettino. You don't see it as a team anymore. The chemistry is just gone, completely gone. There's no partnerships either as well. And that, that for me, is more important than anything, partnerships. I mean, you, you've got now Perisic and Son they don't get on with each other.
4: You know what I mean? Alex, Alex, if you could ask Daniel Levy a question or two, what would you ask him?
7: I would ask him a question. I would ask him a question. Why does he not have, um, have an identity for this club? And why does he not follow the teachings of Keith Bergenshaw and Bill Nicholson? Because those are, the, those are the managers that made Tottenham actually relevant. Bill Nicholson is disrespected. It's unbelievable unbelievably disrespected at this club, honestly. And I, I literally I literally did research because I've got something special to do on my channel because I'm not learning nothing from this. So I I'd, I'd do something else, um, do less reactive content and try and do something like that I'm actually going to learn about Tottenham, what, so when they're actually great. You know what I mean? And for me, I think that's what he's, he's just completely lost. I think, I think it was his birthday one time, um, I think after Newcastle loss, and we're, we're promoting boxing matches. You know what I mean? I think we just completely disrespect our history, and that's it. And I think that's just sums up why we're, we're not we're not doing well. Uh, you know, we, we we you know we're we're not we're in a mess at the moment, and that's 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 just for me personally, and that's it. And I've not enjoyed it since Portantino's left um, because I I don't like the football, and I, I like good football. You know, I like I like good passing football triangles, good players, chemistry. Um, players that develop as well, you know, people that want to get past each other, you know, um, you know, and that for me is the fundamentals of a good team for me, and that's it. That's just me.
4: Johnny, let's come to you. Um, what do you think the board need to do next?
6: Um, they need to step back from getting too much involved with what players are been chosen to play for Spurs I think for a long time Daniel Levy has been picking the players and he's been asking the managers to try and make them work and I think that if there's a director of football or if there's just a manager I think they just need to work together and big, and tell Daniel this is what we want and if, 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 if Daniel doesn't want to do that then Daniel's the problem um, because really it, it should be a case of just sitting down and saying I want this player in, James Madison I think he's going to be able to spray the ball, you know, up the wings to our strikers or whatever. And he's going to be able to be more creative for us. That's why I want him to disperse uh, DNA and the, and the way we play. That's what I want. But that that's what the, the, the Daniel has to step back from, from getting too much involved. He's he's clearly uh, making decisions about players that are coming in. And he's having the final say. There's been some crazy uh, some crazy decisions over the years of players that have come into Spurs like Perisic I, I, I don't know why he was brought in he doesn't suit the Spurs DNA I mean he just he just doesn't I, I, Heiberg I know people think he's I don't think that Spurs I don't think he's a flary player I don't think he's creative at all I, I just think there's been some players I, I just don't think the players that have been chosen for Spurs are the ones so that that's the first thing they've got to do they got to start picking players that suit the Spurs DNA and that can be creative that's, that's what Alex would... I just want to see them playing good football. I mean, if the trophy comes, it comes. But it'll probably come more if they play that way. Because the last trophy we won was when Robbie Keane was playing. And I, I went to White Hart Lane many a time to see him play. But he was always creative. And he'd run forward. The ball be knocked over. And he'd be dazzling. And it, it, it looked great. And he was going, But we don't, we don't play like that anymore. Antonio Conte and Jose Mourinho, they're dinosaurs in the current football community. They are very successful, don't get me wrong, but their style of play doesn't suit Spurs and they should never have been chosen in the first place. So, I think the board need to step back. This Scott Mung guy, I don't know why. I, I just don't get why Daniel's bringing in people like that. It's so, they, he he doesn't want to accept responsibility. He wants them to take the responsibility if things go wrong. He just blame. That's what a lot of CEOs do. That's what a lot of chairmans and companies do. They hire all these people um, who work as a middle manager and uh, they have to do all the sacking and doing all this. and then they take they take the heat, and then the, the person at the top doesn't have to deal with it. You know, ah, I got them to do my dirty work, and that's what's going on at Spurs, and it's not working. And the definition of insanity: if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the same result or a different outcome, you know that's that's what it is. You're going to fail, and that's what we've been doing for the last ten years. And we won that trophy in two thousand and eight because the players were really up for it. I remember the semi-final against Arsenal. I think we won 5-1 on aggregate. And we went into that final. Like it was a different mentality. And the players were pulling together. We weren't brilliant now, but they, they read there was a chemistry. That chemistry's gone. So either someone in there is spreading negativity. And like a negativity in a company, you're in a business. Maybe some of you have seen it over the years. I've seen it. It only takes one or two people. Oh, this place is going nowhere. And it doesn't matter how professional you are, or how elite you are. In whatever, whatever sport, or whatever business you're in, if someone's spreading that around, you can get in like a virus, and people just start, people start giving the effort. They don't, they don't try anymore, and that's what happened at the weekend. Six-one, it's a disgrace, and uh, I'm not going to tolerate that anymore. And none of us on the panel here should do that going forward. And I, I, I want to see better play. I want to see players that suit the Spurs DNA brought in, and people are really going to try. And really give it a hundred percent every game, and if we get that, we'll get into the top four, no problem, and then it'll put us into a into a position where we can challenge for trophies. But we won't do that at the moment. So the board of management has to change. Um, don't know what Joe Lewis is doing, to be honest. I think he, he's on his yacht a lot, and Daniel goes over to visit him and asks him for some money because he needs to buy some, some players. But it's just it's just it's strange, isn't it? It's a strange one, really. I, I I'd love to sit down with Jose Mourinho for a drink sometime and ask him, you know, r- what went on really? Tell me really what went on. I'd love to know because I'd say, I'd say he'd tell you some really interesting things that happened when he was there, but we'll never know. But judging what Antonio Conte said in his last press conference, they're not good under pressure. They don't like pressure. And so it is clearly a psychological issue within the club. Now, whether that's coming from the hierarchy and dripping down to the players, possibly, but it's definitely, Something there, and they don't want to try. Even in that Champions League final, you mentioned yeah. Harry Kane. Yeah, to be honest with you, probably in hindsight, Morris should have played that final because Harry Kane wasn't was out injured. Was he out injured? Was that what it was? And he only come back. Or, yeah, yeah, he wasn't so fit. Yeah, he wasn't fit. Yeah, so he wasn't fit. So it would have been probably better. So there, all all those decisions, you know, have made a huge have had a huge impact on the squad. And, and the fact that we haven't won anything. And people on social media are negative. The players probably feel that too, you know. So, look, we'll all do our best to be a bit more positive. Um, but um, we'll talk about the Manchester United game shortly, I'm sure. But, uh, look, it, it, the, man, the management have to change and let the manager and the, or the coach uh, choose the players and let them come to the, the to the CEO and ask them for the money for the player. That's what has to happen. But it's not going to happen because Daniel wants control of everything.
4: Gary, may, uh... Alex mentioned it earlier about Clement Lengley and Eric Dyer. Um, Lengley signing on a permanent deal and, and Dyer possibly getting a new contract. Now, the Independent today states um, if Julian Nagelsmann took over at Spurs, he would want significant control of all transfer business. That's normal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
0: that is normal. But I mean, why are we talking about a three year contract for Dyer when we don't have a manager? I just find it ridiculous. It just makes no sense whatsoever. You know, some of the decisions, you know, Johnny's talking about the the decisions this club makes over and over. Um, And it is a thing with pressure. How many semi-finals and finals have we got to and we've bottled it? Holly mentioned about the players. Son, you know, he's not himself. The way he was with Kane last season, season four, he's just empty. He don't look right. Like the whole team. Yes, you can look at the Newcastle game. But go back to the other games, go back to Leicester, go back to when we played Man United, go back to how Arsenal turned us over, home and away. All mm-hmm. of these games, there's been no fight, no passion, nothing. You know, and you do, you do have to go right back to think about when we were playing like an, a proper team, like a proper club, like Tottenham Hotspur. And you know what? Maybe, maybe it's right, maybe it's John's right, maybe it right. is some of the players that have come in, don't don't fit for Tottenham. I mean. Everyone was quick to get on Conte's back. I mean, I was on talks about argument Jamie Harover, over it because he was saying, oh, it's Conte, it's the formation. Well, Conte's gone. We changed the formation. And here we are again. Now, now he wants to slag off the players. I mean, something has to change. But look, on a positive, things have to get really, really bad before they start getting good. And believe me, they're bad. You know, and sometimes you have to hit rock bottom. And, and maybe we're at that point now. You know, I mentioned them earlier down the road. They were in a similar situation. You know, it was Arteta out banners. They were, you know, falling out of each other. There was fights. And look where they are now. They haven't changed their team that much. And they certainly haven't changed their manager. You see what I mean? So it can get better. It will get better. But again, you know, like we spoke about earlier, Chris, on the phone. All any fan wants to see is, is to see us win a game. I mean, yes, we want you know, attacking free-flowing football. But ultimately, if we win five games on the road, everyone will be a lot happier. Do you know what I mean? And and to do that, you just have to go out and have a go. These players have not been trying in games for a very, very long time. You know, if you think about the few wins that we have got of late, a lot of them were just quite lucky. You know, even when I go back to the start of the season and I think we got, we got a big win, didn't we, against Leicester. I think we went behind in that game. First half, we was awful. And we turned it around. Second half, Son came on got a hat-trick. But you would think then, by doing that, you'd say, OK, well, what we'll do is we won't start Son. We'll bring him on. But again, bad decisions. We're starting Son game after game after game, where you could have maybe brought him on as a sub. We may have won a few more games. Um, it's just really bad. And, and you know, before uh, he touched on it with Robbie Keane, we've always had those flair players you know, Janola, Keane, Bell, but we've had good players around them. But at the moment, it's not like we've got one good flair player Kane. We've got one player carrying the whole team and it shows on the pitch and it's really boring and depressing and sad to watch. And not just the defeats, Chris, but I've been at many a home game when we've won and I've left the ground and thought, okay, we've beat West Ham 2-0 here, but that game was crap. And and I think that's where we are at the moment. So, massive changes have to start from the top and all the way down. But look, let's hope it happens. You know, this season is crossed off. When we went out to Sheffield United, I I pretty much became a Man City fan because for me, I just don't want Arsenal to win the league. Once we went out of the FA Cup, that season over, it's done. There's no point being in the Champions League because it's like going to Westfield with no money. You're not buying nothing. So, it's pointless being in there. It's a total waste of time. So, as soon as we went out to Sheffield United, I'm a Man City fan. If Woodridge don't win the league, I'll take some positive from the season and we start next season. Because that's where we are. That's the truth. Chris, I told you earlier, I've got to drive around with a Tottenham Hospital plate on my car. How do you think I feel? I feel just as bad as them fans travelling back from Newcastle. I'm getting people tooting at me, waving and stuff. The club's a joke at the moment. So let's all be Man City fans. Let them win the league. And then we go again.
4: Before we talk about the Manchester United game on Thursday, I just want to get all of your opinion on the fan advisory board, because uh, the club announced today that applications are open for supporters to join the uh, fan advisory board. It will provide a new forum for elected members from different sections of our fan base, inclusive and reflective of diversity, ensuring fans are consulted, kept informed, uh, and views considered during club decision-making. Matt, what do you make of it? And... uh, would you like to be a part of this?
2: Yeah, I've only yeah caught that this afternoon. Um listen, I mean it's obviously it's again a small step in the right direction. Uh good for the fans to potentially have a voice. Um, admittedly not looked at the detail yet on it. But um I suppose you know, the kind of cynic in me would be to what degree would, would we have an influence? Um Obviously, jury's out on that. But, yeah, you know, again, it's, it's something it's, it's going in the right direction. It's obviously the club are feeling that it's almost looking at Daniel Levy's statement again yesterday. There's there's almost the admittance there that the responsibility lays with him. wasn't there, you know, um, and perhaps the board are starting to realise they do need to connect with the fans um, because they haven't. They've taken our eye off the ball. They've certainly kind of lost sight of the fact that, you know, first and foremost, we are Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Um, they've been focusing on income generation, all the other different events as we've touched on. And I think, yeah, obviously it's a step in the right direction, but to what degree the fans actually have an influence uh, remains to be seen on that, I think. Um, So, yeah, wait and see. Alex,
4: what do you make of it? Because in recent years, I think in particular (laughs) since Pochettino was sacked in 2019, the fans have... have said to the board that they do not communicate enough. Do you think this fan advisory board is a good thing where a lot of things can be then communicated through this?
7: I think we just have to wait and see, Chris, on that one, because I, I don't really know what to really expect from that. I think they've kind of forced their hand a little bit because you can see that the fans are not happy. Um, and that's it, really, for me. I, I, I just... I, I, <sighs> I do think it's a bit publicity as well because there's so much negativity. And I think it's since the whole thing with Conte, um outburst, which everything he said was absolutely spot on, by the way, absolutely spot on, by the way. And it was coming, by the way, because I kept on saying when, when Conte was in charge, I said, tick, tock, tick, tock, his contract's going to be ending soon. That's it. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I can't really comment on it until really see what what how it really plans out and that how it really go you know happens and st- and that's it really for me. Um, but I, I, do, I do feel that it is a bit of a pub- publicity thing for me because of the you know the negativity around the, the club at the moment. So really, this this is something just to get the fans maybe to be back on side a little bit, and that's it for me.
4: Johnny, would you like to uh, be on this board? Because they will be taking representatives from uh, all of the club's um, fan base, which will include season ticket holders for men's team and premium season ticket holders uh, for women's team, One Hotspur members, domestic official supporters club members and international supporters club members. Are you interested
6: in being on this board? I I think I will. Look, anything that sort of uh, gives you a voice... I mean, they may not even listen to what you have to say. I mean, let, let's be honest. I'm sure there's lots of these boards around the country various different instances. But look, if it gives you a voice and you can give them some feedback about, you know, what they should be doing, I mean, what's the harm in it? But it could be another Levy PR stunt as well just to kind of appease the fans and, you know, make it look good. He's good at doing all that sort of stuff. So we'll, look, we'll see how it works. It's early days with it. But I, I, yeah, I mean, if, if, if I want... Yeah, I don't mind being honest. I mean, if I can get my point across and they'll listen to me and take on board what I'm saying, I mean, it can't be a bad thing.
4: What about you, Holly? Would you be interested?
5: Yeah, why not? Um, Yeah, I think I agree then with uh, what's already been said in terms of like, yeah, well, you know, it does make you wonder if they would listen to us and it does make you wonder if it's just a little bit of lip service from the board to try and, like, give us something positive um, and and trying to get the fans behind the club again. Um, I think he knows like a lot, a lot of us have disengaged from it. Um, We're not, we're we're feeling let down. So I think it it was, it was probably something to uh, maybe a little bit of distraction even. Um, But yeah, why not? I'd throw my hat in the ring. Why not? Whether they'd have me is another thing. We don't know this. (laughs) But, But yeah, why not?
4: Gary how are you feeling about this because Donna Cullen in a statement has said that fans should be at the heart of everything a football club does do you think this is a good thing is it positive
0: would you be interested well I filled mine out within 10 minutes of it being emailed to me so I'm 100% interested in it yeah 100% I've read through it um, I know the fan advisory board will make the co-chairman of whoever to sit in four club board meetings a year um And I think, listen, whether they listen to us or not, like what Johnny said, as long as there's a few tea and biscuits going, I'll do it. And you might get to see Daniel Leverie occasionally. It's already been stated he won't be at all the meetings, but it will be at some. But yeah, I, listen, you know, good or bad, I'm a Tottenham fan to the day I die. And if I can get more involved in the club, even more than I'm already involved in it, you know, it, it runs my whole, takes over my whole life anyway. Why not have a voice? Why not go in there and talk on, on behalf of all the fans and, all the YouTubers and the podcasts and stuff because you know you don't necessarily have to be a fan that goes to every game you don't have to be in the country you don't have to be born and bred in North London you know you just have to eat feel breathe breathe the club you know and if you're passionate about the club and you want the club to do better and you want good things then I think everyone's got uh, an opportunity and are entitled to apply for it and and that was why I did um, you know, and I, and I would go to the meetings and I would, you know, work my schedule around it and I would do as much as I could. Like I know you would, Chris, you know? Um, why not? I think it can only be a positive thing. I get totally what Alex is saying and, and, and all the guys. It does seem very good timing. Although I've heard from a few people this was kind of first spoke about longer than a year ago. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But the timing is certainly really good. But again, it's just little things, you know? And yes, giving the fans their money back for the away ticket to Newcastle, you know, some will say, oh, they had no choice, they have to. This email coming out, they had no choice, they have to. That that might be the case. But it's still going in the right direction. It's actually the players
4: that are going to give the money back. It is not the club. It is the players. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's all the players.
0: I I think that would only be a certain amount of the players as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Hugo Lloris is putting his hand in his pocket. Not after his actions and some of the things he said. Okay, Matt, let's come to you. Um, Of course, we have got six games
4: left of this Premier League season. Manchester United and Liverpool this week. Two very, very difficult games. And then going into May, we face Crystal Palace at home, Aston Villa away, Brentford at home and Leeds United away. How are you feeling ahead
2: of these six games? Yeah, tough week this week, isn't it? Um, and, it, yeah, the run of fixtures isn't kind now for us um, when you look at it. As you see there, you know, Man United, Newcastle, obviously six points clear of us. Game's in hand. I think this week, um, I think obviously it's going to be interesting to see how how the team respond against Man United on Thursday. I think it's going to be tough. I do think it's going to be a tough game. And then obviously Liverpool away. Um, it doesn't get much harder than that at the moment. doesn't really go into Anfield. So, I think we're going to be struggling this week. And uh, I think really the home games are the ones we will focus on in terms of trying to take something. Villa away, that's not going to be easy. They're in a good vein of form, aren't they, under, under Emery now. Um, and then Leeds, who could be fighting for relegation in the last, last day of the season. So things can be tough. Things can be really tough. But, you know, all I ask for really this week, you know, uh, really what can our expectations be? You want to see a team. And you want to see a, a performance, that a reaction to the weekend because for me that was just, it's been, we've kind of touched on throughout the pod, it's a group of individuals at the moment, yes we've got some great players but they're not playing as, as a team and uh, Thursday you'd like to see at least a step in the right direction where hopefully there's a bit more of a, a, attacking intent and they try and have a go you know, uh, I think that's a, the least we'd like to see um, and then obviously then take that into Liverpool and see what, what we can do but I think I think, two very difficult fixtures. Um, And, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see kind of what what they do on Thursday.
4: Matt, what have you made of Manchester United this season? Because, of course, they've already won the Carabao Cup. Mm -hmm. They're now in the FA Cup final. It looks like they're going to secure top four. That is progress,
2: isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've brought brought Ten in, haven't they? And, um, you know, they've had a few bumps along the way. But, you know, they... Again, they've, I think the recruitment's been better this season for them. Um, and, you know, obviously, they've got League Cup already. got an FA Cup final to look forward to. I think they will get top four. Um, obviously, you've got Rashford now back from injury. I think Ericsson's back as well, isn't he? So, got strong midfield. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's done a good job. I think he steadied the ship, Ten Hag. He's had a good good first season, really, given the kind of... Certainly, at the beginning, they struggled. I think it was 4-0 they lost, didn't they, away at Brentford? which was a tough one for them to obviously take. But yeah, you know, they're going in the right, right direction now. Um, and he's certainly kind of got a team that's you know going in the right way. And um, I think they will only go strength to strength, actually, United. Um, and we, we've got to get back amongst it. You know, we need wholesale change this summer um, because we are going to keep losing ground if we don't, if we don't get a proper plan in place, uh, get the right manager in place and start thinking about in terms of laying the right foundations um, for, the, for the next projects. It needs major, major overhaul this summer because otherwise we're going to keep losing ground.
4: Alex, are you going to the game on Thursday? Because online I've seen a number of people stating that they're not going to go to the game. They want their seat empty to, to show the board that people are upset.
7: Uh, this is a difficult one. Um, I'm not going, because I'm watching Tottenham, I'll tell you that for a fact um, I, I wanted to go and see what, because I, I only went to the Brighton game because I wanted to see why Brighton are so good and see this is RB football but um, and also I wanted to really uh, I don't know I, I, I'm, I, I'm I'm after that Brighton game, I, I switched off. I, well, I completely said no, because I'm wasting my money now. But I, I, I am tempted. I am very tempted to go just to see what, how toxic it can be and just see a bit of football as well. That's it, really, for me at the moment. Um, and I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan at the end of the day, and that's it. But uh, I... I I don't. I don't know, Chris. It's it's a difficult one. That one now because um, I think that's the only other game I'm going to go and watch. I'm going to go. I'm actually contemplating at the moment, other than going to last game, which I'm not considering at all at the moment now. Because um, I, I, for me, these players can't do nothing for me now. It's it's too little, too late. I'm sorry. Um, you know, and the thing, the reason why I say is is that. When we had Antonio Conte, I was told that um, he's there to get us over the line. Yeah, he's the trophy guy. Get us over the line to get Kane his trophy and that's it. Yeah. yeah. So when we failed in the Carabao Cup this season, I thought, no, sorry. Not them for a second team. You're having a laugh. Then um, Champions League, I thought, no way. Sorry. I- I'd rather have Europa League last season. That's how much I, I wasn't that bored about Champions League because it's no trophy one, to- one for one. And two, we weren't going to do nothing, and we had we played absolutely nobody in that Champions League. Let's be honest, here. We played um, a bang average AC Milan team, which I was there by the way, watching the nil nil, watching us just completely bottle it. I, I might as well just gone to a, um, a, a soaker joint and just I would have more fun there. You know what I mean? So it's just for me, I just you know, I, I, in the FA Cup, that was the one that really disappointed me because for me, when you looked at the teams that back, left in that cup, um, in that FA Cup we should have at least got to the final. At least, yeah? And before anybody says that we have Man City, we have, we Man, City's number. We have Man City's number last season, I was yeah. told. Man City's number, yeah? So I don't want to hear this nonsense. We had Harry Kane, Son, um, Kulicheski, who everybody's gone, gone over the top about, by the way, yeah? And we had, um, we had Moira and we had Dan Duma, Yeah. So we had a great strike force that can compete with any of the top six. So that's excuses that we couldn't get at least to the the the, um, the final of that FA Cup. And then since uh, since that day, I gave up because I, I wasn't even bothering about the Champions League. And that's it. So yeah, I might end up going because I'm a Tottenham fan, and that's it. And that's all I need to say. I maybe I'm a mug, but that's how I am. Mr. Box Office, and that's it. But back to you, Chris. I'm done.
4: Alex on Thursday. How will Ryan Mason set up? Will he go with a 4-4-2? Will he, uh, will he go for a four-three-three? 3 3 Will he change any players? What do you think he'll do?
7: He'll play a 4-4. He'll be a 4-2-3-1. Um, okay. Um, I bet they'll play Emerson. and They'll make him like, say that he's the best thing to slice with Cafu. Right? They'll play Davis. Uh, I think they'll play Davis down the left, who's Okay. Um, they'll play Romero and if Le's fit, I think they'll play him or we'll play Dirk Dyer, which I'm I'm dreading. Um, they'll play Hoybier and Skip, who I do agree with what Johnny said because I've been saying, and I've I've i I've got a friend who's a big fan of um, Hoybier by the way, and I'll tell her every single week he's bang average. Yeah, but uh, but we have fun every single time, and I love her, I love her to bits, Ellie. By the way, big up to you. Um but you know, they'll play them and they'll play Kulicheski. I think Dan Juma might play. I think he might play. And I think he deserves it. I wouldn't sign in next season. I will not sign in next season, no. Um, because I don't think he's that, I don't think he's really suited to what we want to do next season, but I think he might get a chance. Um, and then Son maybe as well. Um, and that's it. I think, I think those are the players. I think, or maybe Saar. I think Saar might get a chance because I think Saar. I, I, I did feel sorry for him. I really did feel sorry for him a little bit on um on uh on Sunday. I really did because um I think I think he's I think he's okay. I think he's I don't he's I don't want to go over the top about him, but I think he's got a little bit about him. I think he's got a little bit about him. But I think the problem is with him is that he's playing in different types of. Teams and attacking wise, then defensively, and I don't think that's really good for its development development. So, which has been a problem for our young players for a long time now. You know what I mean? So I think that you know, I think that's the sort of team I think we're gonna be playing. I think.
4: Well, the last time we faced Manchester United at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium was the 30th of October, twenty twenty one. Nuno Espirito Santo was our manager. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer was manager of Manchester United. La Celso was in our starting 11. Our youth subs that day was, were, were <laughs> Bergwijn, Mondonbele and Deli And Ronaldo, of course, scored the first goal for Manchester United. So since we faced them at the Spurs Stadium last time, Nuno, Conte, Stellini and now Mason, four managers. Um, Johnny, how are you feeling ahead of this Man United game on Thursday?
6: I was looking at Chris Sutton's uh, BBC uh, predictions uh, for the the weekend, you know, I always because I I play a game at Super Brew with some of my colleagues in the office and uh, we we have to predict what the matches are and I have Manchester United down to to win 3-1 and that's really hard for me to do, I'd love to put down Spurs to win 3-1 or 2-1 I just just don't see it, I just don't see it, I think Chris Sutton had a 3-1 to United too, I just see Man United winning it, They, they know we're hurting they know we're we're down and they're really going to come at us. But wait and you see the, the opening twenty minutes, they just want to score. That's what Newcastle wanted to do. They'll really try and score against us. And once they score against us, we are absolutely going to cave in like we did before. If if there's a there's a strong look there's a small little window if we can score early on, and then try and get another one and try and hold on to two 0 or two one. That's possibility, and that would look. They're fifty nine points. We're fifty three. We win this game. I mean. Back to 56, 59 It's like anything can happen, but I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I, th- I think Manchester United are too strong at the moment. I think the fact that Rashford and Martial will play, I have a feeling he's going to play. He's going to start because he's he's our he's the player who always likes to score against us. So I think he'll play. Maybe with Rashford, I'm not sure, but it doesn't really matter how we set up. To be honest, I, I don't. I, it's it's going to be a tough for opening game for Ryan again, but mm. I just see Manchester United win. And then I'd say for the Liverpool game, I mean, Liverpool are there to be taken. They're they're very open. And that kind of game could suit us if we really go at them. But uh, Liverpool probably a draw or they'll win win as well. But Manchester United to win 3-1, I think that's how it's going to go.
4: It's a very difficult place to go, um, Anfield, certainly for Spurs. We we never, ever seem to get anything there. Um, Holly, um, how are you feeling ahead of this Man United game? And what changes do you think that Ryan Mason will, We'll, we'll put in
5: um <clears throat> I think what the problem is we um are not very consistent um in fact, well we are consistently unpredictable even you know <laughs> we literally that that is just us to a t um so I always come on here and I always say that we're gonna win because I like to put it out there into universe, you know. Uh, me and Ricky Norwood are Mister and Missus Positive, Positive. Um, and I'll always stick by that because I, 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 I don't, I don't ever want to give up. Um, and I, I like to say, I'll just say, even though probably deep down I don't think we're going to win, Chris. <laughs> I'm going to say we are. Do
4: you know? Do you know we... what Holly? I'm, 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 I'm going to actually be at the game with Ricky Norwood on Thursday. Are you? Yeah. So he's going to turn me into Mister Positive on Thursday. I reckon.
1: <laughs> oh
5: good. Yeah, I hope so. I think I think his energy is is infectious so you never know. It uh, probably could. Um but yeah, in terms of changes, um not entirely sure. Not in, not entirely sure. I wait with bated breath. I think I think Ryan Mason probably knows. I think the pressure's even bigger after that performance at Newcastle. Stellini going, Ryan Mason stepping up again like the clubs in utter turmoil. I think he is going to feel that all eyes are on him. Um, so he's he's got a lot to prove. Um, and obviously, we'll, we'll just wait and see. I think there are a, a lot of... One thing is as well, for sure, like the FA Cup talk um, just now, I, I wanted to bring this up because we... I 100% believe we could have won the FA Cup, Um and you know our our history as a club in the f a cup the history is so rich that it would have been great to have to have uh, to seen our to to for that to be the trophy that we that ends our dry spell It really would have been like beautiful to see and I think the way we performed against sheffield united um but then we play fantastic against you know a team like man city yeah which as 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 uh, gary said we would have beaten them I, I, I don't, that we love to beat man city um but it's it's it we could have we could have absolutely done it and they played players that we had not seen for ages like I, when's the last, when's the last time we saw mora they're, not, they're out your peers um and and it just it makes no sense because they were what rest in key players um to try and secure us top four which we may not even get now like it wasn't worth it is what I want to know like was it was it worth it (laughs) because I don't really think it was um so yeah I mean we can play absolutely terrible against a team like Sheffield United um and then we can be marvellous against uh you know a team like Mancy so completely unpredictable always (laughs)
4: We'll do score predictions in a second. Gary, let's get your thoughts on the Man United game Thursday. How are you feeling ahead of it?
0: Well, I'm not very confident. Um, I have to be honest with you, but like what Holly said, you never know with Tottenham. Um, It's possible we could get a result, but in, in all honesty, I just think with everything that's gone on, you know, the last few weeks, last few months, having Ryan Mason back in charge, I don't see a massive difference with the starting lineup. And I don't see a massive difference with the way the team will play. I think they might try and start a little bit on the front foot for the first five, ten minutes. But I think as the game goes on, they'll just go back to being the same Tottenham that we've come to expect at the moment. So I can't. yeah. Yeah, maybe if we got an early goal, we could maybe then get a second. And if VAR was on our side like the Brighton game, possibly we could win it. But. I've got to be honest, mate, the way I'm feeling at the moment, all I can see is, is another is another defeat and a big defeat as well. I think they'll go to, go to us on Thursday and they'll just walk all over us. And then we'll be at a point where we've then got Anfield. And like you said, Chris, we've got an awful record at Anfield. We never get anything there, even when we're playing well. And yeah. we lose there. And, you know, I mean, I just can't see anything different at the moment because we've got the same players. And we're bringing back Ryan Mason like we did the season where we sat Mourinho and then we're absolutely... I mean, if you go back to thinking we got Ryan Mason in charge for that final and how bad we were against Man City in that final. I mean, we were absolutely awful. City could have won that 9 or 10 nil, you know? And, and that's, that's what makes me worried because it's almost as if, if Harry Redknapp would come back or Tim Sherwood was managing the team now just until the end of the season i say, do you know what? We've got a chance against Man United. Harry and I put our arm around the players, they come on, lads, and all that. But because it's Ryan Mason again, and it was Ryan Mason when we went into that Carabao Cup final, and we played the way we did, I can't see anything but Man United rolling us over. I hope I'm wrong. And I hope VAR might come to our rescue like it did against Brighton, because let's face it, we should have lost 6-0 to Brighton. Um, look, even if we get hammered 7 or 8-1, Harry Kane's going to get a goal. So that's a positive because he always
4: scores. so. We're talking about 7-1 defeats and, uh, well... We've got Ryan Mason in charge.
0: I mean, I can't see anything else other than the defeat if I'm being completely honest, Chris, you know? But I hope I'm wrong. I hope hope I'm wrong.
4: I've got three final questions and they're quick ones. Um, Matt, let's start with you. Score prediction for Thursday. Where do you think we'll finish in the Premier League table at the end of the season? And who do you think... The new manager will be at the
2: start of next season. That's a tough three questions, Chris, isn't it? Feary eh? me. Um, right, I think I'll be a bit more optimist, optimistic than you, Gary, on on Thursday. Actually, um, good. Which is not like me all the time, but um, I think <laughs> I think. Firstly, my logic here is obviously Man United had 120 minutes from the weekend. Yeah, Bruno Fernandez might be out for Thursday. Okay. Hopefully there's some sort of reaction um, with with Mason. Um, It's going to be small steps. So I think possibly 1-1 I would go for Chris, I think Kane, and probably Marcus Rashford, who always tends to score against us. So 1-1 for that game. In terms of league position, I mean, the fixtures aren't kind. I don't think we're going to take anything from Anfield or Villa Park, if I'm honest. Um, possibly at one point out of those two games if if we're lucky but I think we'll end up seventh possibly eighth but probably full seventh I think it just depends how Brighton responds it's obviously going out of the couple of weekend because they do have I think they've got two or three games in hand now haven't they Brighton so we'll wait and see on that but I think it'll probably be seventh and the new manager I think and it's not going to be popular this I've I've got a nagging feeling it could be Brendan Rodgers um, not for please. me. I, I really agree. Do. With you. And uh, my thinking here is not been many links to him in the press really. Um, obviously, he does play attacking football. I think he was interviewed, wasn't he, when we hired AVB, um, going back all that that time ago. Um, obviously, there's continuous links with James Madison, which does seem odd. Obviously, it's this club signing thing again. But obviously, if he was to come in, and then Brendan Rodgers follows through the door, then. Yeah, I've just got a sneaky feeling it, it could be Brendan Rodgers. Just quickly, uh, Matt, on
4: your um, prediction where we're finished, 7th or 8th, would you prefer Europa Conference League football or no European football at all for next season?
2: I personally think it would be better for us um, if we're out. Yeah, we don't want to be in that Conference League, I don't think. I think Europa League, fine, because you, it gives you that Opportunity gives you a second shot at trying to secure Champions League if you don't secure it through your league position, right? But I don't think the Conference League is, is what we want to want to be entertaining, really. And uh, I think it could be a blessing for us if we did come eights, clean slate, wholesale change, and actually focus on getting 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 back to where we should be in the league and giving the cups a real go. You know, I think we've all said it, haven't we, with Sheffield United? That that was a real kind of bullshit moment for us this season. It was so poor. Um, and as Alex rightly said it opened up to all of you know that competition opened up massively um, should have got to the final the FA Cup this year um, so it's a massive we've missed that opportunity yeah. big opportunity to get to, to the final so yeah I think it would be better if we weren't in the Europa Conference League for sure and you go back to that Thursday Sunday cycle again won't we yeah you know that's another thing which is, is not great um, so I think it would probably be better to finish 8th and 7th for sure Alex, what
4: are you going with? Score prediction, where you think we're finishing the league table and the next manager?
7: Score prediction, Man United 2, Tottenham 1. We're going to finish 8th. And um, the manager, Brendan Rodgers, because I can see it and that's it. Mm. Short, sharp answers and that's all I I can say. Back to you, Chris, I'm done. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you've
4: given three positive answers for us. Johnny, what
6: do you say 3-1 to Manchester United um, I think we'll finish fifth I have a feeling we'll probably have to uh, we'll probably draw with Liverpool lose to Manchester United but do well in the other games because Ryan will probably start you know getting a good atmosphere with the players the last few games they might just pull it together and um, Brendan Rogers, I think or Vincent Kompany possibly Brendan Rogers more favourably, I think.
4: John, you seem to be quite positive about Brendan Rodgers, whereas a lot of Spurs fans, I know, when you say Brendan Rodgers to them, it seems to be a lot of negativity. What's the positives for you for Brendan Rodgers?
6: Well, you know, as, as the guy said, uh, he does play attacking football, but you have to support him financially. You have to get him good players. I mean, when he was at Liverpool, I mean, he did, he did get support and he had good players playing and, and, and they were doing okay. Um, I think to finish second but look, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that um, I think he'd be a good signing I think he's a good attitude as well and he probably will want Harry Kane to stay but I don't think that's going to happen but look, um, he'll have to work um, with the players that he has and they can bring in James Madison and bring in some uh, players that, uh, you know have a bit of flair and that can support the strikers because at the moment we don't have that and maybe he he'll he'll see that and be able to bring in some players in the middle of the park that can actually feed the, the strikers, because I don't think Hoiberg and Perisic and all these players and they're just not they're not suitable for for those roles. So I think I think it's I, I'm positive about uh, Brendan, um, but again, it's it's pretty much what we did before. Like we've been there, done that, bought the t-shirts. I mean. It'll just be he'll be, he be there for 18 months and then all of a sudden it's not working and he's, we're falling down the table to 10th and all that sort of stuff. And then he's gone and then we bring something else. It's just mm. hard to know. <clears throat> but I'm going for a 3-1 Manchester United win and we'll finish fifth.
4: OK, Holly, what are you
6: saying?
5: Right, well, in the comments just now, I saw someone said, um, can we have a bit of reality, please? Not fantasy. Well, you're not going to get that with me because that's grim. Um, And I'm going to try my best to, um, even if you think I'm talking utter shite, that's fine because um, I'm just going to try and, you know, put my hopes and dreams out there and with the hope that it will happen. So I'm going to go with a Tottenham win. (gasps) (laughs) Um, I'm going to say two-one Spurs. Where um, we're going to finish in the league, I'm going to say fourth by the skin of our teeth, and you can all laugh at me if you want. But I, I, as I said, I'm I'm going to I'm going to put it out there. And who do I think will be managing us? Um, I'm going to go with Nagelsmann.
4: Wow, that Thanks. is some prediction.
5: Bit of a con- bit of contrast there from, from uh, between like me and Alex. There, I mean, you know, <laughs> all Big I need time. to go is all I need to go. That's it. I'm done. <laughs>
4: I think we all want some of what you've been drinking this evening, Gary. What are you thinking?
0: Well, I've I've changed my my prediction. I've changed the manager. I've changed the position. So I, I think I think Holly's made me a little bit more positive. So I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we're gonna get the win against Man United. All right, we're gonna do it. It's gonna be the lift, even though it is only Ryan Mason, the same old. I think the players are really going to, you know, they're going to have to lift themselves, make a reaction. We're at home, you know, and I think they know they can't afford to lose this game or go behind. So I'm going to say we're going to beat Man United 3-1, right? That's not what I wrote down, but that's what I'm going to say now, Okay. So I'm going to say we're going to beat Man United 3-1. I'm also going to say... I've changed the position as well here as well. <laughs> so, right, first off, I'm going to say that we're going to finish six, okay? But like, I th- I'm not sure who said it, I don't know if it was Matt or Johnny, but also, for me personally, I would prefer us to finish outside of Europa and Europa Conference. I would rather us had no European football next season, focus on like, just restarting the team, getting loads of lone players out, new players in, and, and just looking at the domestic cups. But I think we're probably going to finish six. So we're going to be in the Europa. Um, And in regards to a manager, now, this is a funny one, actually, because all different managers have gone through my head. And like Johnny, I'm, I'm actually quite a fan of Brendan Rodgers. I don't mind Brendan Rodgers. And if you ask me, would you want Poch or Brendan Rodgers, I would choose Brendan Rodgers. But I actually do feel... That we are going to get Vincent Company as the manager. And I really I say that because we've done Conte, we've done Mourinho, we've done the you know, teacher assistant of Ryan Mason twice now. It's just too obvious and same old if we get Brendan Rogers in. So I think Levy will push the Vincent Company because I think he he would do that for a few reasons. I think one of the reasons is the obvious one, is something different, it's outside the box, but two. I don't think the fans could really complain about that one. I think as a fan base and as a whole, most fans would go, do you know what, Vincent Company? Yeah, OK, that's different. Let's see how it goes. And I think he almost has a, he has a free shot and certainly a free season at it. So, whereas I think if you brought Potch back or Brendan Rodgers back and we lost two or three games in a row, the fans would be on them straight away and on Levy and the board. With Vincent Company, he's got a lot more time. So I'm going to go for Vincent Company. <laughs>
4: I know I said those were the last questions, but I've got to ask. I know I know we've said who we think we'll get. Who would you really like if you had the
2: choice? Matt, just just, just give me a name. It's not going to happen now. Pochettino.
7: Alex? I admit it right now. I've said it on my channel already, so I said Pochettino, but I, I to be honest with you, um, I would say maybe... Uh, nablesman at a push, I would say, because um, I can't think of the others as well. But yeah, I think I think there's. But to be honest, I I I, I I'm I'm not really I'm not really great with choosing managers for Tottenham Hotspur because it's never straightforward. Because like I said before, when Pochettino came in, um, I wasn't a fan of his. I I, I wanted I wanted Van Gaal and Van uh, Frank, Frank, What was it Van the ball So. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I really don't know. You know, so it might be somebody else that comes in like a Vincent Company, and then, you know, it might take a few years, but he might he might grow on me and then we'll see what happens and that's it. So I don't know. I've got really no idea now, Chris, to be honest with yeah. As long as he plays good football, that's the main thing.
4: That's the main thing, good football. Johnny, I know you said uh, you think we'll get
6: Brendan Rodgers, but do you want him? Oh, maybe I'd rather Nagelsmann. I mean, if he's available, he's interested in taking... I'll just take him. I mean, I think I think he'd be great for Spurs. But it's just if he isn't, I then think Brendan Rodgers or Vincent Kompany. But Nagelsmith would be my number one choice. Holly?
5: In my dream fantasy world... Poch. As we said, it's not going to happen, is it? But... I honestly think if he were to come back, I mean, I know it's easy to kind of look at, look back at his time at the club with rose-tinted glasses. It wasn't all perfect. Though. Our away record was ridiculous. Um, but it, it's just, I think he's the energy that we need. You know, players know him. Um, I feel like he could probably restore some passion that's 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 what I think yeah. and I think that's what we need but whether or not they'll have, get him back because it will kind of be a, a tail between the legs moment for the board which um, I think they've got more pride than that I don't think mm. they'll do that um, but yeah would love, would love to see would love to see him back and I think he'd want to come back so he said that isn't he so yeah.
4: I right, agree, volley and and I tell you what I think it's going to be very hard for a lot of us Spurs fans if he's wearing that Chelsea logo. Um Gary who are you going with?
0: I think Vincent Company for me because I think it's a no-brainer and I and I go back to what uh, Johnny said as well. I think y- you've only got to look at Vincent Company and Arteta that worked under Pep and, and there is something there. And I think if you brought Vincent Company in at this, you know, the end of this season, I think like I said there's no pressure on him. You know, and, and what Alex said, you know, yeah, maybe a Vincent company, if you give him a few years, well, you would give Vincent company a few years. I think he would get two or three years where I don't think any of them other managers would. Nagelsmann, Brendan Rogers. what would they get? 12 months, 18 months, they're gone. I think we've got more chance of getting like a Vincent company in, starting from scratch and him actually lasting to build the team. You know, I really generally do. Um so for me, I think it's Vincent Company. I think that's that's who we should be looking at getting going forward. Um, and then I think the good times could come back. Gary, thank you so much for joining us this
4: evening. Tell everyone where they can find you on social media and what you're up to at the moment.
0: Always a pleasure, Chris. Um, yeah, just just give us a little follow on Instagram. It's GaryMillane13. I'm always putting up stuff there. It's either what I'm eating, all my sweets and chocolates at night or you know, just having a rant about Tottenham. Um, but no, listen, thanks for having me, Chris. I just wanted to say one thing, just going back to the to the fans and social media and Twitter. And Chris, you don't know I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I just think fans need to understand we all want the same thing. We're all supporters. We all love this club. And for whatever reason, there's there's fans out there that think Chris is employed by Tottenham Hotspur or he's pals with Daniel. Lee. I mean, look, apart from when he rang you, Chris, asking what colour you want your Bentley in, I don't think you've ever spoken. No, but... But on a serious note, some of the stuff I've read this week on Twitter, on Instagram and stuff, there's absolutely no need for it. Listen, let's not be like the fans down the road. Let's stick together. We're all friends in this together. Good times, bad times. And just lay off Chris's back because he's just doing what we're all doing. Just being a Tottenham Hotspur fan. But Chris, as always, thank you for having me on, buddy. I thought Daniel gave uh, all of the podcasters
4: and YouTubers a Bentley. I I didn't realise I was so special. Um, I
0: had to make do with a Porsche,
4: didn't I? Matt, thanks so much for coming back. Uh, What are you up to at the moment and uh, where can people find you?
2: Yeah, no, thanks for having me back on, Chris. Um, Yeah, we'll be going to Liverpool the weekend. Um, We'll stick with it till the end of the season for sure. Um, And yeah, no, obviously give us a follow if you want to on Twitter and uh, take from there. Thanks for having me on, Chris.
4: Thank you very much. And Alex, pleasure having you back. It's been a long time. Uh, tell everyone what they can expect from your YouTube channel.
7: Well, it's it's not Alex anymore. Like I said, I I, I sacked him out the door. I, I I call myself Mr. Box Office. Um, the the main event, the festival of truth and entertainment for a reason because I, I talk the truth every single time, and that's it. And that's what it's called, Mr. Box Office TV. Because as I said before, I just I, I I just talk and talk truth every single time about my team, and that's it. And people can come at me every single time. And by the way, I don't do Instagram. I don't do Twitter. That's why I call them myself Mr. Bots Office. And um as I said, though I'm not doing any reaction content. I only do sometimes when I need to get it all out, but I'm gonna do less reactive content like um Mr. Bots of Unleashed, and also my top five, top my top five, best worst bang, average, and that's it. So that's all I need to say, and that's it. So if you don't know, get to know and that's it. And back to my boy. Chris Cowan, who for me appreciates Mr. Bots Office um, all that time, got me back into got me into YouTube all that very time, and that's it. And was very nice to me, gave me a, 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 went down the road to have a drink with me, uh, me and David. You know what I mean? And he's been very nice to me. It's really nice that he's he's got me back, and I hopefully I'll be back soon. And that's it. Back to you, Chris. I'm done.
4: Absolutely, well, pleasure having you back, Alex and uh, Johnny. Thanks so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure having you here for the first time. And uh, when are
6: you next on the radio? I'm going to be on um, Saturday and Sunday, Saturday, 11 a.m. And uh, Sunday at 3 Uh, p.m. Q102.ie, the Q102 app, which is available in the Android iTunes store for free. Uh, It's FM 102.2 in Dublin. And I'm also, my Twitter handle is JohnnyBow1. That's it.
4: Well, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, Holly, pleasure having you back. Uh, tell everyone what you're up to and where people can find you.
5: Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at HollyBBC. Um I realised I when I came back a second time then I didn't put it in the tag because um, I was in a rush. My iPad died. It was all very stressful. Um- <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, thank you for having me on, uh Chris. It every time I've been on before, we've always been talking about a win. So I feel like my streak has uh um come to an end, which is sad now. Um I thought maybe I was a good luck charm or something, maybe maybe not. Um but no, um with what uh Gary said, um, like I noticed you've been getting a lot you got get, been getting a lot of stick and there have been some people trolling you in the comments even now on this video, and what I'll say is like Thanks for the views, like, on the channel. Like, if you're going to be a little loser and send hate comments um, to yeah. Chris, who, who works very hard to keep us all informed, um, busy 24-7. And we do appreciate you, Chris. All the fans do. Um, and so, you know, these little losers that are, are being horrible to you on social media and that, like, I will fight them.
3: <laughs> Thank, you. I'll Thank
5: throw you, so you. so much. Uh, so thanks, Chris. We love you.
4: Thank you very much. A pleasure having you back. Uh, Gary, Matt, Holly, Johnny and Alex, it's been a pleasure having you on this evening. Let's hope that Spurs can get back to winning ways on Thursday, get that reaction through Ryan Mason, get the three points and climb up that Premier League table. Uh, until the next time, I'll see you on the next one. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.